0: Oh, it's
1: the Steel Podcast.
2: the I have a headache. Is- but that's okay, we're doing a completely unnecessary podcast Wow! for Tuesday, October 5th. Here we are! One of the best months of the year, Halloween season, 2021. That's Ian Ferguson. That's me. And his cute yellow shirt. You have a lot of bright yellow shirts. Love this shirt. I'm Pat Contry. On the show today, we'll be talking about um, an, another, the second in the Amico Road Tour. We'll be, we'll be discussing um, also Atari getting recharged. It's all about 40-year-old video game IPs this week. Might be doing a scumbag saw of the week, maybe a Patreon poll, maybe some voicemails. Ian, did we have a fun weekend? We did we did, we did an activity together this weekend, didn't we? We did. We did.
1: We, uh, we went to Mitch's Seafood and ate seafood. We also recorded a <laughs> podcast, a bonus episode of the podcast. Can you plug that real quick, Ian? Uh, Patreon.com slash CU Podcast? Patreon.com slash CU Podcast.
2: We're, we're doing a monthly exclusive podcast now you can check it out yeah and we talked about um peanuts and comic strips we talked about <clears throat> my grandfather's bicycle uh we did his racing bicycle and we also discussed uh there was a mini tales from the game oh, yeah there
1: it. was kind of a little tales from the game
2: and i wasn't planned to tease you to get to sign up for that that it was here but it was it was a fun little story there and we had way too much seafood but we, uh, i want to take Ian here for like two years to this place and we finally got to do it
1: yeah i see i, I see it being a monthly thing perhaps or <laughs> uh, every other month thing it's, it was very delicious uh, someone asked us to go over the feast i had a white sea bass uh sandwich i had a yellow tail sandwich very meaty flaky delicious wonderful we also had really good fried calamari fried calamari is one of my absolute favorite things in the i world. didn't know that i love it I, I get it i literally get it every opportunity I've you, i can yeah i, I love calamari um We We got got ceviche. We got ceviche, rockfish ceviche. Uh, We got some fries. Their fries are really good. I'm not a
2: fries guy, but like their fries are some of the best fries I ever had. Like, I mean, like perfect golden crispness, like perfectly done. So we've got a side of and it's all reasonably priced. It's like an ad for them. Like they're cheaper than a lot of the other places and the food is better. Like that's yeah. And you have a great view. Yeah. We saw seals in in the bay. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't, know, I didn't know how Seals got there. How did they? Was it a traveling band of Seals just hanging out? Yeah,
1: I didn't think they got that far in, but apparently they did. It was very cute. Very cute. I thought it was Loch Ness at first. Um, I also played D&D on Sunday, which is always a good time. And uh, we took uh, Spike to the vet. Velani took Spike to the vet on Monday. How's
2: my Spike doing? Uh,
1: he, we figured it was time for him to get a checkup. Uh, he got uh, his rabies shot. Uh, he got all of his shots. He's, he's circle, to, circle, dot, dot. Yeah, he's all of his. He's, he's caught up <laughs> on all uh, of his shots. Uh, the vet said that he, for an eighteen-year-old cat, uh, he is in
2: exceptional health. Well, he doesn't do anything, so he can relax. He's, he's, he's in an exceptional e- health he's for enjoying an eighteen-year-old cat. He's enjoying the, the golden, the golden years. And
1: that's all I really wanted. I wanted him to go and just get a checkup and you know make sure everything was you know as good as it could be for a boy who is very, very old. Uh, he did not bite or hiss at the vet. Uh, he did not pee on the table or poop on the table. Is that
2: all typical behavior? That is all
1: typical behavior for him with the... Uh, so he likes his... Is out of anger or, to do that, or is just he losing his functions? It's, it's anger. It's, oh, it's anger. It's, anger pee? Yeah, it's not that he's losing his, own, his functions. Uh, it's just anger. Um, he's usually good with the main vet, but he does not like the vet's son. Okay. But he was good with the new female vet. He was very docile. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's my weekend. About, oh, and today's Vani's birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, Vani! Happy birthday, Vani! You are br- br- years old. Uh, br- br- yeah, you're mumble years old. Br- 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 We're going out for sushi tonight.
2: Good for you. Good for you. Um, did you see Facebook and Instagram went down yesterday? Yeah, I, I, I thought the world would have been a better place for at least six, seven hours that it was down. Yeah. I mean, doesn't
1: it go down all the time, or what was the big deal yesterday no, was that it no, was, no, it was no. down
2: for a long, long time? I mean, like, you couldn't access it at all. Oh, like, gotcha. No, like, it was a major thing. It was, I think it was WhatsApp as well, since they own all three, I think. But Instagram being down and Facebook, that's like, how many hundreds of millions of people use those? No, it's true.
1: Luckily, I don't
2: use them. It didn't affect no, me, no, so I don't know. No, care. Facebook is trash. We know that for lots of different reasons. Instagram, and now I'm sorry, old man, is also, to a lesser degree, trash. Uh, Twitter is king. We all know that. Twitter's king overall, which is insane much for social media, but it's better. It's better. It's not as much of a trash fire still because you actually have to like read and think a little bit there. Uh, Smash Brothers' final DLC, you want to go over it? You know, I'll get my soundboard. What are you doing? Really? We don't need the soundboard. No, we, do. uh, the,
1: we don't. Uh, the final Smash DLC, it was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I don't really feel any which way about it, but I think it's probably a good choice. I'm sure that there's a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans who are happy. People are Uh, pissed no matter what. um,
2: Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't be. It's a game. It's a video game. And you have 90 characters in it already. I mean, it's insane, the roster. Uh, I believe Doom Slayer was added as a costume. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doom Guy? I
1: believe Doom Guy was added as a costume. That's cute. That's really cute. Some people people wanted Master Chief. Uh, Yeah, some people wanted Master Chief. I figured it was not going to be Master Chief because they Sakurai always said that it was someone who was on they all had games on Nintendo platforms at some point in time or another. Then Halo's never been on. And there. guess
2: who it wasn't? It wasn't Crash Bandicoot, like I said. You're no. never gonna get Crash. Nintendo's got a long memory. They ain't gonna they ain't playing with that shit. Are you kidding me? For lots of different reasons. I really don't think that's it. That's it, Ian. Okay. I really don't think that's it. Very honorable company. You don't You don't fucking come in our a backyard. A joke from
1: 20 years ago I, I don't think is really good. You don't come matter. in our backyard. You, really? piss, you piss
2: in our parking lot. I really don't think that's I, it. They try to do a whole a, a, a DX, a WCW invasion angle. Remember they did that with the tanks? They went to Atlanta. Remember that? Yes, I remember. Very Back in like 90, 97, whatever that was. Invasion angles were all the rage. That's right. That's um, right.
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's that. Enjoy Smash Brothers. Play it. Play that new Nickelodeon Smash Brothers clone that's coming out if you need more. There'll be some of that, too. Do you think
2: they'll add non-Nickelodeon characters to that, or no? No, I don't, think, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's no DLC needed at com. You go there. nothing to download, but what you get is a great selection of books, RBI baseball stickers, and Apple pins. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you a comment if that was good or not. Uh, yeah. Check it out there. I'm going to be on uh, Twitch, Wednesday, twitch.tv slash country code. 80s and 90s commercials. We worked in 70s a couple times, but it was a little bit awkward because I have no frame of reference or anything. This Going from the 70s to the 80s for toys, it's like going from the dark ages to, like, the best era of toys ever. There really was nothing going on for toys for kids in the 70s compared to the 80s. Like, no action figures, really, for the most part. No interesting, uh, like, Dolls for girls, or like My Little Ponies, like that, that. That nothing in the seventies. That that nothing from the seventies carried over to the eighties. The only thing that was borderline was like, I think Strawberry Shortcake was like seventy nine, and that went into the eighties. But like seventies is a fucking barren wasteland. G.I. Joe started in seventies. It ended in the seventies. Um Ended, yeah. It ended in like seventy seven, and then came back. It came back in eighty two. Like it was a wasteland. I'll give you G.I. Joe. That was like popular for its first years. They went from military to the action, to the adventure team because of the Vietnam War raging on. They wanted to unmilitarize right. it. Right, yeah. But like, yeah, that, that, that ended as well. So, oh, I'm going to be at Too Many Games this weekend in Oaks, PA, October 8th, 9th, and 10th. I'll be uh, selling certain NES Super Nintendo guidebooks. Haven't sold the Super Nintendo book yet in Pennsylvania, and not for resale Blu-ray and video game years uh, DVDs. As well. And I'll be at uh, Palooza two weeks after that, the weekend of the 23rd and 24th in Arlington, Texas. Yee-haw! yee See that proto on eBay thing? You
1: see that story? I did not. Okay. But I think you started to tell me about it.
2: Okay. So <clears throat> this this was tweeted at both uh, Frank Cifaldi and myself originally on the 28th. Uh, somebody's selling an undumped NES prototype of Hero Quest, German language version on eBay. Oh, right. So someone attempted to sell this or did sell this, uh, saying that it was unreleased. Grail? They spell it Grail? Is that an I? 100% running. Is no, they spelled it right. It? Okay. My screen looks like two L's next to each other. Um, being sold out of Germany. Um, I'm selling the original NES prototype of the unreleased NES game Hero Quest. It's the German prototype, which was never for sale before. Well, none of them were for sale before. None of the versions. Yeah. Um, I am sure... This is good. I am sure that no one has ever seen it before. And it's 100% running. A real grail for every NES collector and in a very good condition slash perfect for grading. You can play the first sequences of a game that was never released for the NES back in the days. I guarantee, I guarantee that this cop that this item is no copy and a true grail of Nintendo's history. How do you guarantee it's a grail? So, so this went, obviously at first people were probably like, "Oh no, another another game not getting preserved, going up for auction can get lost." 36 bids ended up at $2,550. So, someone saw that auction um the original i believe owner of that cartridge saw that auction and was like um i'm just gonna upload the rom (laughs) i dumped it i'm gonna upload it i dumped it before i sold it so and they, they were anonymous they said Hello, Internet. I'll keep this short because I want to stay anonymous. I've been sitting on the HeroQuest German ROM dump for many, many years now and didn't know this version is considered undumped until I noticed the eBay auction that sold on eBay for $2,550 on September 29, 2021. For obvious reasons, I can't provide any proof to my claims. All you have is my word that the ROM file I'm putting up on archive.org was dumped many years ago from that same cartridge that was sold on eBay. (laughs) I've also uploaded a few screenshots and photos from the eBay auction for documentation purposes. In celebration of the eBay sale, enjoy. Thank you so much, sir or madam, for doing this. This is a fantastic. I hope that the the winning buyer saw that and was like, "I'm not paying for it." Yeah, it, does, it lost its luster. Well, I hope they did pay for it. And oh no, I don't. I don't want the uh, seller to want get the money. Seller to get the money either. But, yeah, but yeah. honestly, I, but that's obviously when you say it's unreleased, the price goes up a lot. Yes, absolutely. I thought I had the, the, the at least the English one. I thought I had the ROM. Um, I believe it, the pictures in the back of the the, uh, in the unreleased game section looks kind nice of neat, honestly. Yeah, looks kind of cool. That was big for a year or two, right? Hero Quest. I still have my Hero Quest set at home. You do? Probably worth
1: something at this point. How yeah. big
2: is it? Some of those were big, weren't they?
1: It, I mean, the main box is big. Yeah, and
2: it's just got a bunch of modular boards and stuff like that. Sure. So there's good people out there. Maybe that's what you do. That's that. Maybe that's how you. Maybe that's how we landmine this whole thing. All the people that get these, you, um, you, you, you just dump them. You hold them, and then you make your money, and then that's how you get these people. Who, who, and then you, you release the ROMs when you see them go up for sale, and you fucking ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not really you honest. Just sit on it for five years. But that, this is funny. This is this is uh, the the good guys winning the end uh, with this one, right there. Um. We missed we missed talking about the Mario movie casting news last week. We had a lot of stuff to go over last week. This is kind of a drier sort of intro this week. This is like the old school intros that are like not like fifty minutes long that tax my editing time. Not a not a lot, not a lot happening this week.
1: Um yeah, so this is old news, but you wanted our opinions of it, so we'll go through it. We missed it somehow, which is fine. Um Chris Pratt is Mario. Doesn't make any goddamn sense
2: to me. Don't particularly love Chris Pratt. Uh, none, of the, none of the casting makes sense, I mean, or some, most of it doesn't. Uh, so they announced this during the Nintendo Direct last week. We missed it. Or we didn't miss it. We just glossed over it. Um, you have... This is coming out next year by Illumination Studios. They do the little yellow guys, right? The, 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 the animation is the little yellow guys.
1: Uh, Despicable Me and the Minions, yeah. yeah.
2: So um, right. I'm a little worried about that. Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, not familiar. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong keegan michael key as toad i think that's uh, an
1: inspired bit of uh, no, casting no none of this is inspired ian no uh, uh, <laughs> i'm sorry I'm, not, uh, I'm gonna disagree i don't uh, think the casting is great and i'm not excited but uh, see, saying that jack black is bowser is not an inspired bit of casting is i think pretty far off i'm not even a huge jack black fan but if you had to pick someone to voice act bowser jack black makes a lot of sense and Charlie Day doing Luigi as he is in Luigi's Mansion, the terrified, scared, constantly anxious Luigi, it makes sense.
2: But are they using their own voices? Are they doing an accent? Are they going to try to approach what they've been doing in the video games the past I have no years? idea.
1: I'm just saying from a voice acting standpoint, I could see Charlie Day and Jack Black as uh, casting that makes sense. I was joking I, about Keegan-Michael
2: Key. I don't see Seth Rogen bringing anything, Donkey Kong. No. Um, because it's like, again, when you think of Donkey Kong, he's just a big gorilla. Seth Rogen placed and talks like a stoner character. Like, so that doesn't fit. He um, could maybe do Funky Kong. <laughs> do Funky Kong? Uh, King and Michael Key as Toad. I, 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 I guess I'd have to see how they make that I work. I was kidding. I think that okay. could be funny. Uh, and obviously Chris Pratt as Mario. Didn't Chris Pat- Pratt voice the guy in the Lego movies that came out? I don't know. So is, is, this to me is like, we're going to cast lazy names for these. We're just going to get names that you heard of or that are in. Because otherwise, why would you go for Chris Pratt? He's like the the it sort of like leading guy. Like I said, he did the, the Lego voice, Lego movie, Chris Pratt. Yes. Oh. So like, why would you do that? He's in another franchise. Why would you have him come over to do that? And Anya He's the Taylor main character Joy in the Lego from, movies.
1: Anya Taylor Joy is the uh, lady from Queens Gambit.
2: Okay, I'm not familiar with the work. I'm sure she's fine in that. But, no, I'm just saying. That's but like, she's from. to me, when I first saw that, I was like, the Lego movie. Chris Pratt's the star of those. Why would you even do that? Like, why can't find you find anyone else to do the character? It's just lazy to me to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. Well,
1: I, I think the larger uh, problem is obviously that there are voice actors that I mean have dedicated their lives to you know these sorts of things and they're they shit upon um, for normal actors who don't necessarily bring anything to
2: a voice actor role. Um, I, I, that's I think, part of it. I think that's the bigger issue. I don't think you. I don't think. Uh, I don't think audiences could sit through you know ninety minutes of Charles Martinet doing the no, Mario voice. I don't think so either necessarily. But but there has to be a medium ground. Yeah, because now it's like we're not going to pretend these characters are Italian anymore. Mario and Luigi, we're we're not. It's going to feel Um, very
1: weird when you go.
2: The movie's just going to feel weird. The movie is going. I I already feel like this movie is. They're going to go too jokey versus traditional. I think they're going to almost like parody themselves because Mario and Luigi are Italian. That's established in the names, in the lore, like in the accents. They're going to strip that out. And then it's going to be like generic voices for these characters. I'm just like, I don't think they're going to try to do. They're not going to try to do character voices. I think they're going to try to do straight. I think they're going to play it straight, That's and it's going to be weird. Cool. We'll see. Chris Pratt as Mario? Yeah,
1: not at all. That ma- that makes the least sense to me.
2: The, the best the best thing when it came out was the meme from Sopranos. This is anti Italian discrimination. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it is, but like, I'm. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to, to take take all the ethnic qualities out of the characters. It, it is kind of weird to do that. So um, yeah. So when you go back to obviously Captain Lou, and the original cartoon, I'm not saying they should be eating fucking pasta in every scene, like in the cartoon pasta. Ooh, pa- like come on, because now we're getting into Pauly D fucking cannoli cream, cannoli cream territory. territory. But there's got to, but you have to honor the characters. This character's have been around for 40 years. So, but yeah, it's bizarre. It's but I don't know if this makes me want to see it less or more, um, yeah. But you're right. Charlie Day has that 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 manic. Spirit He's got energy. the energy. Like yes. I said, if you look
1: at how they portray Luigi in yeah. most of the property now, especially like the Luigi's Mansion series, I could easily see Charlie Day being able to channel that and. Whether you love him or hate him, and like I said, I'm not big on Jack Black. I do think Jack Black is a
2: pretty. If 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 he, I think he's a good choice for Bowser. You think he's he can have be menacing enough? Yes. You think so? Okay. Jack Black is all bluster and fury, but Bowser actually gets shit done. He actually attacks and he actually attacks. What does that? Even I mean, mean? like <laughs> he's not all bluster. He he always steals the princess and that it, it, he attacks he's... the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> I think it fits. Okay, I don't. I would have preferred someone like um, now we're gonna if he was still alive like Philip Seymour Hoffman as perhaps, <laughs> fucking yelling.
1: I love Philip Seymour Hoffman, favorite actor, probably the only actor I've ever considered a favorite of anything. I don't
2: think that was a good choice for his character today. for Punch Drunk Love as Because as- <laughs> <laughs> that was a menacing character in that movie. Or I don't know. I, I it's, it's weird. Were you, were, were you going to see this before? Or people that you know that are going to sure see I'm sure I'll see it. I'm not so sure now. I'm not so sure. Uh, I like the look of the mushroom kingdom. You like the look of What do you mean? Like just the aesthetic of it? Yeah. Yeah. This, this Harvard Crimson article that wrote about I don't know why it came up with Google search, said that, Casting aside, is a Mario movie necessary in the first place? The majority of the fun of the Mario universe arguably comes from getting to play as the characters, whether in Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers. Watching them on screen as a passive viewer can take away from the intimacy and connection millions of children and adults have crafted with the characters throughout the years. Well, that's the same thing for any movie based on a video game. That's always the danger. But obviously, some movies are structured... Some games are structured to be a movie more than others. Like Mortal Kombat is structured as a movie, basically the game, so you could translate it over. So, well, since it's based I don't know on if movies, it's structured as a movie, it's based but on it's, movies. it's easy
1: to take a tournament and place it into a movie framing.
2: Yeah, it's based upon yeah. movies that were tournaments. Enter the Dragon, you know, like so you yeah. can do that. It's it's tougher for a platformer, platforming adventure. It's kind of tougher, right, to do that. All right, we'll we'll see. We'll see next year. Um, we uh, sure will. I'm not a. Uh... Yeah, anti-Italian discrimination. God, Sopranos is Sopranos. I never watched at the time. I'll I'll talk about the anti-Italian discrimination with Sopranos. There was in New Jersey and New York a a little bit of a uproar when that came out. I don't know, uh, upstate New York. I don't know if you saw that, but at least in New Jersey, there there were
1: Italian American groups that were were pissed about the Sopranos. Never watched the Sopranos. Never had interest in it. Won't see this Newark movie. Um, But no, the prequel looks awful. um, It
2: looks terrible to me.
1: This... I, I I but I, I understand why people like it. It's just it's not me trying to shit on something everyone likes. It's me just knowing that I it's I'm not interested. I'm not great with TV like that. But um yeah, no, I remember when The Upper happened. But everyone's been talking about Sopranos again lately. I think because of that prequel. Yeah, I think I know a lot of people have been doing rewatches and stuff
2: like that. I don't I don't I never like the celebration of any of these movies that glorify organized crime because obviously that's not good. And then, then honestly organized crime and ma- and mafioso types started acting in reality based upon the movie portrayals. They started taking on the tropes of them right. and how they are. So like, that was a weird thing that happened like in the seventies and eighties going into the nineties until they all got, you know, knocked down in New York and, and you know, through all the Rico laws and everything. So when I, at the time I'm just like, I'm not, as, as a mostly Italian-American, I wasn't, like, offended by it, but I saw the point of those that were, it's like, if this is really the, the only major Italian-American representation on TV is through this shit and in the movies, yeah, it is kind of, it does get old. It gets old, you know? But Sopranos is a great show, though. That's a, it was a great show. And the way you watch it is, it's more like a dark comedy. It's like you don't really take it too, too seriously. You almost can't. Right. It's ridiculous, the characters. Like, Paulie Walnuts is a ridiculous character. Right. He's hysterical like he couldn't actually be someone in the mob, you know what I mean like it just wouldn't someone that loud and obnoxious and attractive. but I think there were some people that were like that though like the, so that's the thing i don't want it, i don't want to maybe, maybe for the next time we can talk about this more on the next exclusive multi podcast about that but you know is it, it, italian american yeah it is it does get kind of weird always oh, we see that that's the same but yeah, I, but to it, have 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 your the the,
1: the, the majority of the time your past and history is, is, is seen on TV. It's almost always yeah. mob-related.
2: Especially how it, how it deals with uh, immigration, all the major movies. And I've, I've never once, been... Once Upon a Time in America, uh, Godfather, you know, Goodfellas, um, uh, was it New York Story? What was the early uh, Scorsese one? Uh, the vast majority of the, like, the, the Italian-American immigrant story is tied to organized crime that you see. In the
1: representation, and I, 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 you know, you've mentioned you don't like the glorification of it. I hate it when people add mafia to the end of things, like the Bills, Bills mafia is like the big Bills fan base. That that is kind of weird. It drives me nuts. It's like the fucking mob ruined Buffalo. Like, Like, and 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 you want to you want to you you want to go out of your way to attach yourself to it. Like the mob is one of the reasons Buffalo is where it's it's at. I mean, it's it's not that's not good. And then and then it's like you see the fucking. Uh, I, I, not to bring it up early, we're about to segue into the main topic. But the, uh, the Amico Mafia too—they
2: do that too. It's like you guys it's, want to sound so fucking tough. It's disgusting. It's gross. Um, yeah, let, let's. It, it, it's weird. Uh, the, well, my, my friend, my Thai American friend, who was first generation. I'm third generation. That means my my grandparents were here and, and born here. Your uh, grandparents were born here? Yes. So I'm the third generation. Oh, okay. Yeah, years. yeah. Got it. Right. So my great grandparents came over here. Right. Um i remember like my 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 friend yeah first generation you know loved that stuff more even had i mean it's not a, it's it's not an italian american movie but it's organized crime and it has pacino everyone had the scarface fucking posters in in college and after that scarface got that revival remember that around the early 2000s it's like i just i never saw glorifying that stuff I just never saw like that's being well, the sexy lifestyle when
1: you really read about it. And I do like yeah. I don't like to watch the movies of it because I guess maybe I do think it's overly glorified. But I do like to read about like the, the, history. the mob history. Oh, yeah. It's but fascinating. When you read about mob history, when it, when, it, when it comes down to reading about mob history, it's a bunch of fucking kids trying to act like adults shooting each other up, trying to find a place in America. It's very sad.
2: And then when they get to be older, then it's like it's, it's all it's all corruption with oh, unions right. and and obviously but early like early like early, early on, 1900s oh,
1: yeah. America it's
2: all just it, control. It, it's yeah. it's twenty year olds. Yeah, I got to start somewhere. I know, but it's just like it's not with every group though that came over. Yeah, obviously you had gangs with every group that happened. But I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I'm I'm, I'm happy that I, I was, you know, kind of removed from that. You know, like I think, like I think one of my grandfather's relatives was tied up with something, got deported. Like, like that was it. Like none, of, none of like he always talked about stories like, like Frank's father was friends with guys that were like enforced Oh, but sure. Frank was never involved with it. Or right. Frank's father never was. But like, oh yeah, he knew a guy. Like he'd hang out with someone. You know him. Uh, like, like I think I think Frank told me a story about his father was friends with the guys. Oh, he's got to stop by somewhere real quick. Just got to stop by somewhere say, and say hi to someone. And, and then it was Frank's father's friend basically saying, you're going to have the money or your, your legs be broken tomorrow. Like that's, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you don't really want to glorify that sort of stuff. Like you don't want to make that acceptable. Right. You don't. Man, I want to, I want to take down the mob. I should have, should have been the FBI. Ian. Can I go back and be in the FBI and do all that fun stuff and take out serial killers and stuff? What? Fucking cop. A federal agent's not a cop, Ian. You're fucking fed. <clears throat> Who's going to take down the organized crime? The local fucking corrupted cops? I don't know. Yeah, exactly, Ian. FBI paddle to the rescue. Criminal profiler. That's why I love the X-Files. It's like the, p- the perfect thing. Paranormal and FBI. It's like, it's like porn to me. God, it's such a good show. Hi, I'm Daniel,
0: founder of Pretty Litter.
2: I have one more thing to add. Oh, yeah. James Bond movies coming out this weekend. Uh, Daniel Craig, um, 15 years doing the character. Way too long for one Bond. Only five movies in 15 years is not efficient at all. You can't have – I know I know it was delayed because of COVID. It was five years between the, the, the fourth and fifth movie, though. You can't do that with these characters. They get too old, especially when Bond usually is supposed to be like 40-ish. So but Daniel Craig did a great job. Most of these movies have been good. Uh, Quantum of Solace was a throwaway. Um, Spectre was pretty good, but Skyfall was excellent, and Casino Royale was excellent. Yeah, I heard both um, of those were good. I saw Skyfall, I think, twice in the theaters for some reason. Um, and then this one is a sequel. These all, they're, they're all loosely sequels to each other, these five, which is nice to have that because usually the Bond continuity is super, super loose, and this is like a little bit more cohesive. This is a sequel to Spectre. So you have the characters show up again from Spectre not not Batista though unfortunately spoilers. He was great as a goon in in Inspector. In he plays oh, a, I he, bet. he plays a great goon. He plays he basically played like jaws like was silent goon like fucking scary silent goon. Oh, nice. Big shoulders on Dave Batista. Big old shoulders on him. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to it and we'll see what the, the, when they when they go to recast it all hell breaks loose. People hated Daniel Craig when he was cast originally. You had all these weird. Did like, they really? Oh yeah, you had all these weird, uh, pro brasen groups. A lot of them are like these middle-aged women that were like, like I mean, like doing dirty memes and photos of Craig back in like 2005. I remember that. This is before social media. It was fucking weird. I'm all scared. these like 40 and 50 year old women that loved Pierce Brosnan were like were up in arms. Wow. About Craig. And Craig's not a traditionally handsome guy, but he's rugged, good looks, and he's built, and he's Bond. Yeah, really?
1: I think he's a good-looking dude.
2: Someone didn't like the fact that he was a blonde-haired guy and traditionally has been blonde. You know, it's like you're going to complain no matter what. Daniel yeah, no, Craig's he, got that rugged, good look, I think. He, he got beefed up for Casino Royale, you know. He, he got, he got the, the big big gorilla shoulders. He got into shape in his little Speedo. You're a gorilla shoulder. I've been doing more shoulder exercises lately. <gasps> gorilla sound. Jack Black. Not Jack, by Seth Rogen, excuse me, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Hey guys, you want a banana? <laughs> That's my Seth Rogen is terrible. Don't ever do it again. All right, we didn't want to talk about the Intellivision Amico this week. We really didn't. We wanted We took off last week from doing a second. Don't
1: really want to talk about it this week, but hey, we got stuff to cover and there just wasn't that much else on the docket. So
2: hit Well, us. well, this is kind of important. So there was a second Intellivision Amico Part two of the road tour, which only has, I think, two dates, to show off the Amico publicly, uh, they've done three events. The first one was at a Crayola place in Pennsylvania where all these people from all over the U.S. flew out to to hang out that have been supporting it, whatever. Then they did the... The The entire potential user base. They did the Boomers event, Boomers, in Irvine, California, and they just did an event uh, at a learning center in somewhere in, in Utah. So at the time we said, why are they doing these events? And what did we say? They need footage for investment, investment.
1: opportunities for video,
2: for videos to yes. show investors that, Hey, people, we have a product in theory, some prototypical form of it. Let's get money from investors, show confidence in them to keep going. Cause I don't know how much longer they can keep this company afloat. And we'll get into why in a second. So they put out the boomers video. It's boomers. video. I mean, God, they put out the Boomers video that was a couple minutes long, and I have some thoughts. Ian watched it. I watched Ian's reaction to, to watching it beforehand. Ian, what are, what are your quick thoughts when you watch this video?
1: If we're supposed to be seeing how much kids are going to love this, because keep in mind, kids are the target market, not supposedly mid-40s to mid-50s-year-old dudes. Um, we saw very, very little of kids' actual unbridled reactions.
2: There was like two kids that showed up to give a yes a comment.
1: Um, and everything else was, I I don't know who you think you're selling this to because every time they try to do a video talking about like from one of these events, talking about how great it was. It's always influencers who are maybe 30 at the youngest and then people who are like 40 and 50 you're in and they all have 30
2: That's you're going young okay well
1: that one dude was like 30 the one who yelled amico at okay. the end like he was younger looking
2: um that's not the average
1: <laughs> no it's not the average at all um but they're all wearing in television shirts nothing or about Mico, it looked, yeah. or, or uh swag none of it looks natural uh none of the talking points sound natural um and, I, I
2: couldn't believe how good the controller was. A lot better than I expected. Yeah,
1: and a lot of these uh, even in damning vi- with
2: faint praise. Yeah, and in the in the
1: video, uh, there's there's a few people who are like, we've been following this, we've been looking forward yeah. to trying it. So if you're trying to show us that people who have never experienced the Amico love it when they're introduced to it, you're doing a horrible, horrible job. And that's what you need to show. We already know you have a legion of weird frothing fanboys that will love whatever you put out what we need to see are people who have no relation to you and have not been following this trying it and being like yeah i, I want to pay 250 dollars for this to be in my home
2: if i'm an investor or someone who who stupidly put it i'll just say ten thousand dollars into this because i think i'm smart and know how to how to how to be a business investor Fucking shirtless wonder yeah if i was w- one of those people and honestly if i saw that video i'd be like okay they, 90% of these people are wearing television or Amico um, merchandise or shirts um, or hats. How did it, does that give me confidence that the general public will respond to this well if you have baked in a positive re- experience already based upon the people that you told to come out to this from your mailing list only 24 hours before? Remember, this is 24 hours notice to begin with. So... Even if you had a member of like the, the games journalism media or other average uh, YouTubers, with the 24 hour notice, you don't even give them a chance to show up. So obviously it's staged at that point. Right. There was a report uh, from someone that an investor showed up and, and was treated uh, well. Um, I really sincerely hope that investor is not on camera praising this because that would have to be disclosed legally to the FTC. You can't be an investor in something and say, oh, this is amazing, without t- saying that you you have a vested interest in it legally. So then again, Ian, who knows? We know there's there's issues with the FTC and SEC already, you know, potentially right. uh, with that. So or the S- SEC in particular. Um Intellivision has come back in 2021. Good to see the brand back out there. Well, here's the thing though. If you wanted Intellivision games, they were available. Uh, on collections, digital and physical, since the '90s, you could have gotten them for the PC. They had the collections on what PS2, um, and, and digital ones had come out. So it's not like television has been gone. It's just now we're trying to do hardware again. Right. It's uh, a it's a strange sort of thought to be like either either it's not significant that because it wasn't a console but like in television has been around. It's just that you didn't notice because in television as a property is so far down the totem pole that you don't notice it when they come out with stuff. Right. You didn't notice the Kickstarter that we talked about about four years ago where they tried to do like the reboots of like member of Night Stalker. Yeah, I remember that failed. Mike Kennedy was involved with that. Remember? Yep. And the, and the late Keith Robinson, no one cared when that happened. No one cared. So it's strange. Um, and then if someone said it is going to fly off the shelves. That is something that nobody ever actually says. Like, it sounds
1: so forced. Like,
2: no, hey, please say something about how fast this no, is going to sell. No potential consumer of the video game product cares about whether or not other people are going to buy it to the extent that it gets, you know, uh, that you can't keep on the shelves. That's just something that's okay. Something that that, that the investors will like. So, so some of the comments, real quick. I'm going to go th- through a couple of the comments, the top comments here, uh, in response to this. Not, not the great positive negative ratio you'd want to hear. Uh, uh, the the, the pin comment here is from someone who lost ten thousand dollars investing in this. Um, this this is the most baffling console release since the Uya. Will it be a train wreck or a niche success? I'm um, subscribed just to see it through to the end. Um, can we see the UI in physical media already? By the way, Ian, you know, how much of the gameplay was actually shown in this Like, video? none. Less than 10 seconds? You want to be generous Very, to, very like, little. Like 10 seconds, 12 yeah. seconds at most? Um, the only thing I was interested in with the Amico was the 30 classic Intellivision remakes. I'm not sure where they get the number 30 from. Uh, I'm, they,
1: yeah, I mean, that's not, that's, that's, and that's, it shows you how bad the messaging is on it, because uh, people keep talking about how much they're looking forward to the classic games reimagined. He's shown nothing of that and talks nothing about it. And I don't think his, I mean, other than just plane saying.
2: skiing, Night Stalker has been worked on, we, we, we think, for years. Right. Ut- Utopia hasn't probably been worked on. Microsurgeon. No, the micro, all the iMagic stuff, microsurgeon I know people want Beauty that. and the Beast. Yeah. Um, someone said I can't wait for Toe Jam and Earl. What? Will these be at Walmart? Target. Can't wait for Toe Jam. Okay. What?
1: There was, I think, talk at one point about getting that Toe Jam and Earl game on the system.
2: Um, fingers crossed, this comes out before Christmas, or the kids will be devastated. That has to be sarcastic. This is not coming out for Christmas. We'll, we'll, we'll there are plenty to. of
1: people who still believe Tommy is not a liar and a cheat.
2: Oh. Okay. Um, this person says, so now the release date has been pushed back again until the end of the year. How many more times is it going to be pushed back? Finally found out the prices of the games after asking repeatedly how much they're going to be. With launch, we get six games included, and the game prices will be between 3 and $10. However, how do we buy them? Do we have to go to a gaming store or what? So this is someone not following this that might be interested, and they have no clue. It's amazing the, that the messaging he, is terrible.
1: It, it, yeah, it's amazing that he spends a lot of time making sure that five YouTubers with low subscriptions know everything that's going on, but not the paying co- But customers. but the yeah. but, but the potential but the actual investors get updates days after everyone else does and they still have no idea what's going on.
2: Oh this, oh, this is a potential customer. Oh, okay. I think that was excited about this. But you're right about that that the investors on a republic don't get updates regularly. No. They don't at all. Which we'll get into that in a bit. Um, come on, now we've already seen a decent number of these people in previous videos. Why are people traveling across the country in Amico merchandise to appear in these videos? Well, I don't know if someone traveled across the country for this one, but they did for the Crayola event. We know that for sure. Yeah. Where's New Earthworm Jim? Okay, so people are 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 are, are not excited. And finally, this this top comment: Do do these people work for Intellivision? Can we get away from commercial promo plants to actual gameplay, please? I've still yet to see the operating system in real actual gameplay. So. They put out another video recently, Ian, which was I was scratching my head about why you put out a video. This was at their, their their second uh company headquarters in Salt Lake City. A a modern a modern corporate building that you rent out, I I suppose. I looked it up, it looked like it was, it was construction a couple years ago. A brand new, beautiful, modern building. Swaggy looking uh building. So they did a they did a tour of it. Uh, you didn't watch the video. You don't know if you want to go through it with the audio off. An eight-minute video. My my takeaway from that is that they this is one of the reasons why they're running out of money. They delayed this for a year. They have employees and overhead like this that probably isn't cheap. This is a huge office space they rented out. This is
1: a nice office space that they
2: rented. Very nice. Not saying it's not bad. Big office space. It's probably the entire floor. Super modern. Most of it's empty, though, which goes into probably why do you need that much space to begin with, but um, this is what you're investing in at this point. So in this video, he talks to some of the employees, people talking about someone trying to set up logistics, Um, some guys in their 60s. I think he actually said 65 years combined experience. He used the combined experience line between a couple people. Mm. But the main takeaway is this, is that there's Nick Richards, the COO, who we'll talk about in a bit. The main takeaway is this: is that this video comes off as we are doing fine. See, we have employees; they have workstations and laptops and tons of monitors that aren't being used. By the way, I, I hope they're. I hope they don't. Is that part of, the, of renting the space? They get all those free monitors. I mean, they're, they're, there's so much space not being used here. There's there's more empty space than space being used. So so the big the main takeaway though is that they go to the QA uh, for 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 employees. Uh, Once they've been working there for a year, playing Space Strikers, right? Remember Space Strikers? It was a German, I think German company or neat looking game. Somewhere in Europe, there doesn't look bad. Um, yeah, but it's not going to be an exclusive, by the way. It's going to be, I think, other platforms. They were saying that, like maybe Switch. So these four guys are playing the game, and Tommy, uh, you know, busts in on them trying to talk about it. And going main... to see if they're using in television controllers or uh, phones.
1: I think some of them are using in television
2: controllers. Yeah, I think I think they are. If they, if they weren't by this point, oh my god. Yeah. Um. So the main takeaway though is that. These four employees are doing their job, and Tommy's trying to chit-chat and and sort of insert himself in the conversation. It's just like – I say, like, leave these people alone. Let them do their job. Let them do their job. But again, this is just another sort of thing to show investors. There's no – no one interested in the console should want to see this. No, as a matter of fact, and I don't know
1: that investors really should want to see this either because they're currently doing another round of fundraising for the system to get it out, yet we're opening grand offices in Salt Lake City. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, we're, I mean, it, Tommy is doing everything to skip ahead to the part where he's a successful CEO without releasing anything, without making money. Yeah, without without actually having. It any really does coming. feel like CEO cosplay at this point. Yeah. One thing I'm going to uh, say: uh, why? How? How do you have two offices of this size?
2: Yeah, um, with nothing to show. Financial person said, "Best job ever." With well, gun to his head, um, they did say. There are 40,000, this is what Tommy said, physical game products in the U.S. There's 10,000 still in Poland for European distribution, and there's 40,000 here. Could this be the first time in the history of a new gaming console, potential Ian, where they're going to sell the games or how to play the games versus the console coming out? Could we potentially see this? Well, Has there been a time before where they, where they might have done something like this, potentially? We're not gonna that I can think we're of, gonna no. sell you can't call them games the physical products to to download the games but we don't know when the console's coming out yet but we're gonna sell you this I don't know if this has happened before but I think this is going to happen to raise money I'll be I'll be shocked I'll be glad- gladly say you told me so um if if these are not sold before the console comes out but I think they're going to
1: sell this they're going to try to sell this for I oh, they think they're time. definitely going to try to sell them before the console comes out to make money if, if, if uh, whatever their new crowdfunding situation is doesn't work out.
2: It's basically like selling gift cards for a platform that is not out. That's basically what, what it is. Right. It's like selling gift cards for a restaurant for an Olive Garden that hasn't opened yet. Like if it's, you know if That's basically what you're doing. It's, like, it's a promise of, of getting something if it ever comes out. Like, that's basically what it is. It's like the early bird kit for the Star Wars figures in 77, but they were making Star Wars figures. They just couldn't get them out. In time, shout out Pixel Dan, he'll he'll appreciate that reference. Oh, and then he says all these controllers are stacked up and charging away. There's a, I mean, a stack of controllers, and all these wires and them charging. I wonder if there's if there's uh, charging or battery retention issues with these controllers. I just wonder uh, if they are. Did you see Ian, uh, the COO's uh, response to someone inquire about when this coming out on Republic? Did you see that comment? Um, yeah, they said they they
1: were still trying to get some shipped out by the end of the year.
2: Did you see the detail of what they said though? On top of that, where they want to put these together?
1: uh they want to put them together in the U.S. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's I, I if they did that, that would be insane. Yeah, I mean they're running out of time to do it. Not just that though. Okay, they said they. Someone said uh, someone investing. Uh, Alan said, "Great job! Congrats to the entire team." I guess this is because of the Boomers video. Um, they also received an award that was really weird for for consumer technology innovation. I'm not sure how you innovate something that hasn't come out yet. Um, So someone said, will we make it to market soon? When when will we make it on or to the market? Nick says, the COO, our current plan is to start a limited production run here in the US by the end of the year. This allows our engineers to work directly with the manufacturing engineers to work out issues that may arise, avoid time required for trans-Pacific shipping. These US production units will be for founder and VIP pre-orders. We still have not determined how many will be run in the US, and they will cost much more to produce, and throughput will be much slower. Okay. Well, we will then move production overseas to ramp up production. Ah, I don't know if that's smart. I mean, it's good to get out products to people that pre ordered, but do you really want a very small amount of these out there to certain people? Then someone will get someone from like IGN or or Ars will get their hands on one of these.
1: Yeah, someone's going to get their hands on one.
2: And actually review it and then what happens if there's something's wrong with these, if the server, if the back end servers aren't up, if you can't download some of these games, you know, like th- this is asking for huge trouble. Plus, just logistically, it, it's weird to are they going to they're they're gonna make them front to back here or are they gonna make the parts there fly the parts over here and then and then construct them here? You might as well not even do that. You might as well construct them all. I don't there. think they've thought about it because I don't think they really have any intentions of doing that. I don't know. I guess I'll believe it when I when I see it. I don't know if, if if they would be crazy enough to try that. It's October, man. It's October fifth, so you got less than twelve weeks left in the year. You have like eleven weeks left in the year, only. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, I guess we'll see the uh, we'll see the, the. I wanted to bring oh, up
1: one oh, quick oh. thing that you forgot to mention oh. that I thought was kind of important about the video about the event they just did. Um, Not to harp on the fact that, you know, this was on the launch pad last year and everything was ready to go. Ready to launch them. Moon Patrol still has placeholder text in it from
2: Star Fox. Yeah, that's right. I I didn't want to kill him on this too much, but it's pretty bad to in public show off one of your games. and And you literally couldn't think of like four sentences to put in your Moon Patrol game to explain the deep lore of Moon Patrol that you took... Was it was it from the N sixty four? I think it was from sixty four. Yeah, I just I wanted to
1: point uh, out that again when they talk about how far along they are on these things, it's bullshit.
2: But that's just embarrassing because that's literally three four sentences to type in. This game has been development would, for years. It would take you the app came ten out, minutes. The app came out two years ago, right around yeah. two years ago. So like you couldn't think of something you know to do that. I just, well, that's what that's what I I, I find it's, it's fascinating
1: concerning, the fact that they literally don't have a a ready to go. I would think Moon Patrol out of all of these, Moon Patrol skiing, Moon Patrol should be finished, done. And I there's, just still, there's still
2: placeholder text. But it's, it's just sloppy. Like, you can't th- think of 20 minutes. You can't think down and, and think of, oh, the aliens are coming. We have to fight back with our little moon buggy. Like, just <laughs> put that in. And that's it. And no one would say anything. But to take to take a competitor's, um, you know, uh, text wholesale like that, that's that's uh that's disconcerting as a loud truck goes by basically so All right that's the moon patrol buggy going by it's outside the moon patrol buggy <laughs> sounds a little slow yeah a little bit slow <laughs> it's to be faster This CU podcast segment is sponsored by NordVPN it's what I use to keep myself safe online and you can too if you care about the security and safety of your online presence take control of your internet experience today With NordVPN. I've been traveling more lately, Ian, so I've been using NordVPN when going to airports, restaurants on the go, and and accessing hotel Wi-Fi. I feel really secure uh, when I do that.
1: With NordVPN, all of your internet data stays safe behind a wall of next-generation encryption. Your data will never be compromised with NordVPN. They have a strict no-log policy. They don't track, collect, or share your private data. It's none of their business. And you can mask your IP, keep your browsing to yourself. Don't let others track what you do online. And you can make sure that your internet traffic is fully protected. You can take the DNS leak test. And with NordVPN, servers are everywhere. You can choose from 5,400 plus servers in 59 countries. Enjoy the internet with no limits or borders. You can share large files with no hassle thanks to hundreds of secure P2P servers. And there's worldwide access. Enjoy instant secure access to hundreds of streaming websites worldwide. The connection is ultra fast. You don't need to sacrifice speed for better security. NordVPN gives you both just one account lets you connect up to six devices and you can secure them all in any combination and use with ease it's just a click using nordvpn is as simple and intuitive as making your morning coffee
2: take control of your internet experience today with nordvpn right now you can get a two-year plan at a huge discount plus four additional months for free when you go to nordvpn.com Slash CU Podcast. It's risk free with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. Again, that's NordVPN.com slash CU Podcast, or click the link in the description below to take control of your internet experience today. So, speaking of uh, old
1: IPs of video games, old IPs. Uh, Atari's new CEO is looking to recharge the brand. This came from gamesindustry.biz and it was an article uh, put on the 29th of September basically about how Atari is looking to again and again and again shake themselves up and, um, you know, kind of change the optics on them. So we've talked a lot about Atari in the past, uh, the VCS uh, yeah. We've talked about their casinos, uh, their crypto, their crypto, um, their uh, attempt to get into hotels, uh, yeah. speaker hats, uh, all sorts of
2: weird shit. And almost none of those actually happened except for the VCS. They canceled the idea for the, for the hotel casino thing. Nope. The, the crypto thing, I'm not sure, ever took off. The speaker has I don't think, got produced. They did. I've seen people wearing them. Oh, you? Ha- oh, they did? Yes. Oh, the watch never got made. That's what they did. I don't
1: think the watch ever got made. The and watch. if you read this article, you'll see that um, the hotels are still happening and the cryptocurrency is still happening. Oh, my God. Really? So, uh, Wade Rosin is the uh, current Atari CEO. and No more Fred Cheney? Fred oh Ch- uh, Oh no, he, Fred okay, he, Fred is head of the. crypto. That's right.
2: Yes, he's head of the, of the shit well, that is an awful idea. That's right. Freddie Chess Chess is in is is in
1: charge of the crypto.
2: Fred is handling the side of the business. This is a shit no one asks for. Or needs okay. Right. <laughs> so
1: they talk about how they're pivoting away from various things. They Pivot. want. To, they want. I hate that term. It always makes me think of the pivot to video that was all bullshit, and now I can never read a fucking news article ever again without some sort of ad or some sort of video auto playing. I'm sorry, Ian. Gotta get a subscription to one of those fucking old timey magazines. It's the worst. Um, how they want to pivot away from uh, free to play games and mobile games. Uh, they talk about how. Uh, Which which honestly, I feel like was kind of the perfect home for like a rebirth Atari. You know, let's put out these games that are just going to sap your money.
2: By the way, this is an article from GamesIndustry.biz. Yeah, GamesIndustry.biz. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, And they talk about how the. Distance in mobile gaming is changing. How you know the big ones do really, really well and make tons of money, and you're left with small ones that make like nothing. The whales focus on the big games, 1%. and there's there's far less opportunity to have one of those games that's even going to attract a whale. Sure. So they've kind of moved away from that. They're also talking about how they actually want to focus on video games again, which is good what? because they never really did in in the past few years with. Uh, with Fred Chesnay, they never really focused on games. It was the VCS. It was just licensing shit without ever talking about what the VCS was actually going to play. Mm-hmm. And, and then when they realized that they had nothing for it, they pivoted pivoted to the sandbox mode. Um, but yeah, it was just branded products. So uh, they're starting, they already released uh, Centipede Recharged, which Well, first they had, they had
2: the Missile Command one came out last year.
1: Oh, Missile Command was Recharge. that re- recharged yeah, as well? The okay. person
2: that came out last year, and that had a, has a cute sort of like neo um, neon sort of like color scheme and line art to it. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it looks very nice. It looks I hate to say it, it looks better than the Amico Missile uh, Missile Command. I don't think it got good reviews either. But it looks be- It looks it because it kind of looks like old style, like almost vector art, mm-hmm. which is closer to the original pixels. But it looks. Clean at least the layout looks clean. It's right. not a jumbled mess.
1: Um, so there they just released uh, Centipede Recharged. Uh, they've got Black Widow Recharged coming out soon, and later this year they say Asteroids Recharged and Breakout Recharged. I'm particularly interested in the Breakout Recharged um, because we have not seen anything on the Choice Provisions Breakout that was be that was in production for. Uh, the amico sure. in quite some time and i think that was one of the better looking games i'd love it if that was revealed to be this now pat pointed out that the uh, missile command Recharged is not the same as the missile command on the intellivision so it could just be a different licensed version but i would really love it if it was the choice provisions version
2: because i thought it looked fun did you Did you check out the, the centipede recharge uh, trailer
1: uh yeah i looked at the trailer i i have i'm hesitant doesn't look awful. It looks more like a puzzle-type game. Like, here's the layout, figure out how to get through it, and that could be fun. How to shoot and get around it. That could be fun, but I, I'm i not I'm not 100% but, sold on it. I like... Uh, Megan McDuffie does the uh, the soundtrack, and I do like her music. So, I mean, there are good things going for it, but I'm just not sold on the gameplay yet, necessarily. What I like... I'll buy it on sale.
2: The graphics is consistent with the Missile Command. It's, It looks like it's the same universe. It's like the same... you have got some theming. yes. We're going to use the same sort of like line art that's simplified, you know, like like an indie style sort of like game, but the colors kind of are vibrant. And this is how you launch a library of games. You have a consistent style to them. They they look like they belong together, right? They're not just a jumbled mess of reused assets. This is how you do it. Yes, it's super simple, but for Centipede, this is fine. Like, I'm interested in checking this out. I mean, you're the Centipede guy. I'm more the Asteroids guy. That's going to be interesting, because that already is like line art, you know, because that was vector graphics. Vector so, I'm, graphics. I, so I'm I'm kind of interested, interested to see how that translates over. Yeah. I kind of yeah. am.
1: So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't have a lot of faith in the games, but if they're good, wonderful. At the very least, like you said, there is some understanding here of making everything look like it belongs together.
2: Yes. A so, line of games being produced by a company. And they're coming out on, what, Steam and Switch and probably everywhere else when it comes to this.
1: So furthermore, things that I find interesting about this article, Wade Rousen goes on to talk about how they're not doing, um, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, move away from things that dilute the brand. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, a good thing. it's a good thing to say. Um, Asteroids and, didn't uh, dilute the brand. I love that. That was wonderful. That was a celebration. Um, a celebration of, of breakfast potatoes and video gaming.
2: Uh, you want to about? Okay, I'll, I'll, no, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh,
1: so he so he says they don't want to dilute the brand anymore. So that's why something like the casinos are going away. And he doesn't. He realizes that casinos can have a negative, um, you know, can can appear appear negative to people. So he's getting rid of the casinos. He does want to keep doing the hotels because after seeing, uh, he said, and this I think is putting your putting yourself into uh, comparison with someone that you cannot be compared to. I can't talk today. Uh, he was like, we decided to keep the hotels because we saw Nintendo do the theme park with Universal Studios and we thought maybe we could offer a place for Atari fans to come and enjoy some Atari stuff. And like, that's, that that's not th- the same. Th- the same thing. Apples and oranges, man. Slot machines in blackjack is not no, the same he, as... Theme- we're not talking about the casinos. We're talking about the
2: hotels. Oh. He already
1: said that there is not going to be any okay. more casinos.
2: Okay, good. Not listening okay. to me. I'm not. Um, I want to read this quote. Can I read this quote? Yes. Okay. The need for... This is him, Rosen, saying this. The need for... Because the market really wasn't sure or clear what we were doing. This is a shift away from going back to games. Atari becomes synonymous with doing a lot of things, but not really providing a lot of clarity on, on why yeah. they were doing those things. What was their motivation? Or where those reasons were coming from? So the intent of focusing back on games is because that's why people know us. Yes. Rather than trying to reinvent ourselves into a TV company, a casino operator, or all of these other things that we're not, we're known as a video game company. So he acknowledges that before we were just licensing it out willy-nilly. We didn't care. Right. But we can't do that because then then people won't care about what we do anymore in terms of games, which is what they which is what they are. Um,
1: the writer also brings up he doesn't broach the subject at first. So we ask about the possible harm done to the nostalgia driven Atari brand by associating it with unsavory businesses like real money gambling and blockchain. Um. So he replies, the casinos, they got rid of. But as he's going through and he's talking about the blockchain, he even says, like, after saying that that's one thing that they're keeping, he even says,
2: I'm, the
1: I'm tempted to just kind of back out of that entirely because I know how a lot of people feel. So that's where it starts to get weird. He doesn't sound particularly – like, he says the right things. Sure. But they need to not dilute themselves, but doesn't sound confident in the things that he's keeping around.
2: Because they've already made money off NFTs, right? They've already done that. So they probably figure we can do that. We can do crypto, and we can get some suckers. They already have the crypto. I think the Atari coin exists. It's on – you can buy it. But right here,
1: he's talking about how – you know. He's tempted to just kind of back out of it entirely. So, I don't
2: know. How do you back out of crypto? Do you like can you shut the coin just, down? Just stop. I guess maybe. But people have share. How do you do that? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not we're not doing this anymore. Um, internal TV production, casino operators were two of the businesses. Yeah, the TV thing is weird. I'd love to see how this Frogger game show is doing because if because if, I that probably came Frogger's out. Frogger's not I thought, Atari. I I know. Okay, but like. It's the same generation of these Atari products. Oh, sure. So, like, if, if if they see that that Frogger game show doesn't do well, they'd be less likely to do I don't know the Pong game show or you know what I mean or the yeah. Warlords the Warlords show you know what I mean like there'd be less incentive to do that because I don't think that Frogger show is going to set the world on fire. No, is that, that on Peacock? I think it's not the the worst name ever for a streaming. I, I don't think it's that bad. Peacock, the name, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's Birdman just sounds silly so that's pretty much all i have to say about it they, they they have the right idea they don't sound confident in what they're doing and this is what happens with these rebought um trademarks in brands they just oh. get constantly passed around
2: okay i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna, I'm gonna say this quote here because okay okay they're not doing casinos okay we got that now i got that uh, but, but the hotel thing. It's not just a regular hotel with the Atari logo slapped on it. That would create a lot of brand dilution. Yeah, that's what I. this is what I was bringing up. But what they're hoping to build and construct and bring into the world is pretty unique and special and will fit in really well with what Atari is trying to do. I would love to see the plans for that. I would love to see how you make an Atari-themed uh, hotel and have it make sense.
1: Yeah, how do you talk about getting rid of things that dilute the brand but don't get I mean, rid of a hotel? I mean...
2: An Atari-branded hotel. The only way you can do it with even Nintendo stuff is you have all these characters that people know and love, so you can, like, brand it. Oh, it's the, it's the Luigi meeting room. It's the, it's the Yoshi Sunday buffet. Like, you, you, maybe you have, like, pillows and bed sheets with Nintendo characters. You don't have those characters with these Atari IPs. There's no characters. Right. You're not going to be selling plushes of the eyes from Haunted House. You got the you got the, the the Yars revenge bug thing, you got the centipede bug slash elf guy that we're not sure who he is or what it is. Like that's that's not the missile the missile command missile launchers ICBM deterrent launchers is not something you can put in a hotel, <laughs> can you? It's silly, yeah. It's silly. Anything else to add, Ian? I no. mean. It's it's really weird, but but I'm glad they're doing the recharge line because that's the only thing you can do with these products. At this point is just do a new version. Yeah, I want Ian to like centipede. I want to like asteroids. Ian, we got a we got a scumbag seller of the week, 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 week. This comes from an email from uh, Scott. Scott has an ultimate NES cheat book for sale on Amazon. You can check out. This is an eBay listing that. Um, and we've done this sort of thing before. This is someone selling. This is a counterfeit game. You want to call it repro. It's a counterfeit game. This is someone trying to sell a Flintstones, uh, the surprise at Dinosaur Peak. People try to do this one because it's one of the hardest to find NES games. This is in the top three or four. Top five for sure. Sure. Uh, hardest to find any NES games here. Uh, this is from from seller Rare-Hideout. And um, it's for sale for uh two thousand five hundred and ninety nine uh is that pounds or or buy it now for three thousand six hundred ninety-nine pounds. Uh doing the conversion of that is, is not good for our, for us. That means the, the, the opening bid is thirty five hundred US ye on that. So if that was a Flintstones Surprise Adonis peak, you know, that wouldn't be, at this point in time, super outrageous for a complete box. I mean, I don't know. I don't keep up with the prize anymore, but it was always like two grand traditionally for a complete box that or Little Samson. But uh, it was alerted that from the email that this is not this is not a real game. This is a counterfeit. Yeah,
1: the pictures that they used were—they uh, were able to reverse search them back to uh, an Etsy site that sells counterfeits. So the person selling this online is using um, is using pictures from a counterfeit producer,
2: and that Etsy shop probably got their stuff from somewhere in Alibaba in Asia, probably. So like it's—you go to the Etsy person. The Etsy person is selling it for 105. What is that Canadian? which is like uh, uh, it's 80, 80 here, 80 us. Yeah. It, it's it literally says 80 and right here. If I look that up on Ali, like AliExpress, I, I can guarantee you, I can find it for 20 bucks. I'll look, the, I'll look that up while you continue with the listing. So, so. so anyways, so yeah, so
1: they're using images from a reproduction seller. Um, and then they go on to say, and this is, this part's great that the cart is located in their warehouse in Russia. So it may take two weeks to two months Mm. to arrive, Mm. which to me sounds like we are simply going to drop
2: ship you a counterfeit copy of Flintstones Dinosaur Peak. We don't even have it on hand. We're we're, we're trying to screw you out of thousands of dollars, but we don't even have it on hand. But we we
1: absolutely just happen to have this picture of it that we could
2: put up, even though it's in our Um. warehouse in Russia. So you can get a, you can get the cart of Flintstones for thirteen dollars at on AliExpress. I'm trying to find one that's complete in box. I'm sure they exist, but I clicked real quick. Thirteen dollars. We'll just say twenty bucks probably this is off, off of uh, twenty five maybe off of AliExpress. If you are generous the boxing manual are like three dollars probably. Probably It's yeah. like that. You're getting screwed. Either you're getting fucked. <laughs> that's the thing, either way. Um this is the, from the description. Collectors are often after this game partly because of its unique history. It's not that unique of a history. Its value is high due to the fact that this card is quite rare, but the story as to why has been lost to the ages. Not really. Rumors speculate that this was never available in retail in North America. That's not true. Um, and could only be acquired as part of a promotional deal with Blockbuster Video. I've seen no evidence of that. Nope. Um, hence a relatively small number of them. However, other versions of the story point to a limited late release, and a poor marketing campaign. The late release, for sure. This came out in, like, 93. Um, 93 or 94. I mean, they were done with the NES games by then. All the games had a low print run by that point. Because yeah. they are coming out with everything on Super Nintendo. Either way, this very, this cartridge is very difficult to find and therefore priced at more than 3,500 pounds for a complete copy. No sealed or used copies are available. What? Uh, this game is tried and tested in complete working What order. does that even mean? I don't even know, but yes. And then it goes into, this is in my warehouse in Russia. And that should give you, for anything that you ever buy, that should give you pause.
1: That should give you extreme pause. This item that I have a picture of here that I'm putting on here, like it's right here next to me, It's actually
2: in a warehouse in Russia. Um, and the buyer is also responsible for any import duties, by the way, just in case. <laughs> J- just, just in case. But you get free royal uh, mail from the U.K. somehow. So how do they selling it from the U.K. if it's in the warehouse in Russia? It's a scam.
1: And the way it's a, it's a fucking scam. He's probably maybe he's not going to order it until someone pays him three thousand dollars for it.
2: I don't know. Definitely uh, a maybe, scam. Maybe maybe you get emailed the information on where to buy it with a, with a, with a twelve dollar coupon because that's how much it actually costs to get it. <laughs> so you know, what else are they also selling here? A couple of things uh, near and dear to your heart. At least one thing. They're selling um, a Donkey Kong Land two that looks. Uh, I'm not. Oh, is that a real copy? That could be a real copy potentially. Uh, that one, I'm not sure. You, you, they're selling that for 69 uh, pounds. Buy it now. But they're also selling a Repro, which I know it, a, a counterfeit of the good old Amazing Tater, one of the harder to find Game Boy, Boy games, games. Right? I should have yep. bought it in. in, in I should have bought it in Norway few, uh, four years ago. It was like a hundred bucks for the cart. Should has got it because it's a cute little Tater. So you like you like Amazing Tater, Ian? I like Quirk, which is the same game, it's basically the same game. Yeah, it's just rebranded. I, it, it,
1: it's it's... So it's part of the same
2: series. You want to review those for a certain Game Boy guidebook? You're not and doing that, one. And it never gets made. I'm not doing it right no one right now. So all right, well, then, well this I'm is... not answering
1: hypotheticals,
2: Patrick. Snappy. Um, well, this is an interesting one. This is like a throwback uh, sort of story, but th- the fact that it's an uh, this straight off of AliExpress the photo gives it a special special sort of flavoring. Yes. For this scumbag seller of the week. Week. Uh, we have a Patreon poll, Ian. Patreon.com
1: slash cu podcast. What do you get there? Go, you get writings, you get a full video podcast, you get a bonus,
2: bonus monthly podcast bonus now. Monthly podcast now.
1: Uh, and you vote on a poll. You get hangouts and you get polls. In ah!
2: second place, why do Pat and Ian talk about controversial topics? First place, is there a video game character that you identify with at 74%? kirby
1: why do you identify with kirby why do i identify with kirby uh because uh he's adorable and i wish i was adorable uh he's puffy he's puffy and cute are you puffy and cute i think
2: you're puffy and cute
1: i try um he eats a lot kirby's constantly eating he's a very very hungry boy and he likes to sleep i definitely like to sleep so i'm very much into kirby uh sugar makes him invincible
2: Oh, uh, really? I didn't know that well, in Kirby lore. Well, the,
1: the, 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 the sucker makes him invincible, so we'll, oh, okay. we're going to assume that it's the sugar that does it's it. Su- Brownies might do the same thing? Brownies might do the same thing. Sugar uh, definitely makes me feel uh, invincible. Um, before the crash? Before you, the crash. <laughs> so, so, yes, uh, I, tend, I tend to identify and, with the, the cute
2: ones. And, and you like pink and Kirby's pink. I do love pink. Yep.
1: So probably Kirby.
2: All right. What about you? You know what? I had, I had to think about this one, and I'm still going to uh, stall for time because I really don't have one in my head right now. But when you, when you think about a lot of the characters in, in, in these games, uh, I, I guess you've got to identify with the plucky underdogs because I guess that's a good thing to identify with. I, I, I thought about um, Duke Togo, Google 13, rest in peace to the creator who passed away. Yep, last week. Takeo Saito died at like 84 years old. Longest, was still hand drawn at all? That's incredible. Yeah, for for almost sixty years, 50, 55 years, the longest running manga, and that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I can't pick Duke Togo because he's an uh, amoral assassin. But if you want, if if you're into that sort of thing, he's got a, he's got a strict code of conduct like a bushido. That's right. And he, uh, he, he beds down the the women. And, and if you see the anime, uh, or, or manga in emotional states, like his expression doesn't change. It's almost like just you have to do it to get out of your system, usually before he does a hit on somebody, <laughs> That's what they probably to calm his nerves. The opposite of a boxer. Boxers are not supposed to have sex before a fight. It's, it's it, it bad for the legs or whatever. Uh, anyway. So I, I can't pick that. I'd be a sociopath if I picked that. But damn, do, do I love that character? Uh, for sure. Um, then I thought of, like, something that you might agree with, because it, it goes back to being a kid and adventuring, and I in lo- was in love with the movies. So, Mikey from Goonies 2. Ah. Mikey was what you wanted to be when you were a kid. Yeah. You, it's you, true. You you wanted to – I mean, you did that. It's almost like not even, like ident- – I guess you can yeah, identify with it, because that's what you did. You ventured around. You got on your bike. You'd ride – You know, the next town, and then you come back, and there's a search party looking for you. That happened to me when I was in second grade because I wanted to go hang out with Kevin. Damn you, Kevin! But the Goonies is really just kids having fun. So that's why I love the movie. Rest in peace, Richard Donner, great director. Um, You go on an adventure. You want to find treasure. You get into trouble. You go in the woods. You find creepy caves. You did that stuff when you you were a kid. There was woods by my house. There was, you know, stuff to investigate. There was a couple. There was like a few different like woods areas. One by a cemetery. One by, you know, lake. And um, that's what you did. You got into trouble. You went, you went biking off road with your, with your bike, with your BMX bike. You, you bickered with each other as kids do. There was, was almost never a day where you didn't yell at one of your friends or friends didn't yell at one of you to have a disagreement. At least with us, when you have, when you get, like, oh no, you're always fighting. Once you get kids. like more than three kids together, there's going to be disagreements. Like you got, it's it's hard to keep that cohesive unit. At least with us, you know. So so, so I think I think Mikey from Goonies too. That's that's pretty much the character uh, that I identified with. The more that's that's who I was closest to, probably. Like in reality,
1: were you hunting for mermaids, You're trying to find your mermaid girlfriend?
2: No, they just made Annie into a mermaid for some reason, right? Was that explained in, in the lore? Why did that happen? No, that was not explained in the lore. That turned me off. See, see, when I was a kid, I was always very particular about this stuff. So when I heard that, I'm like, this isn't the like this isn't the movie. Like, what like what is this? Like, where are the booby traps? Like, where like what? I wanted that. Where are the movie? Chefs? I didn't like the game. I should have, I, w- I watched Goonies 2 every day on a dubbed on VHS. You did not watch Goonies 2 every day. I on mean, a Goonies. <laughs> I watched Goonies. But like, um, I wish it was a Goonies 2. They almost made one 12 years ago.
1: From what I understand, that, that had, that's had many starts and stops. And it's, it's
2: just and Now it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's no. not going to happen. It's too late now. Damn it. That would have been so great if they came back with their own kids in like the late 2000s. But no, I watched that every day uh goonies and then the goonies 2 game was like this is not the movie i don't want to play it that's basically what happened my friend my, my 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 one friend handed it i'm like i don't get it i don't get the game i, I like i like that you're you're yo-yoing the the Fratellis. anti-italian discrimination <laughs> see even the goonies they're italian they're they're they're, they're fucking mobsters basically they're, they're drug dealers how's that a how's that a kids movie again so you see someone get shot in the head in cor- how is that a kids movie it was the 80s didn't matter there's corpses and stuff in that movie. They threatened to put that ki- uh, Chunk's hand in the blender. I, I got the Goonies. Uh, this is this is not this is a coincidence. I've had this for years. The Goonies Chunk uh, keychain thing. Oh yeah, sure. He's like he never let me. <laughs> that plastic is woefully faded. Oh, it's not that bad. This is only ten years old, or so. Really? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: It looks like it so, sat out
2: in the sun for. So, as an aside, going off topic, I always thought to uh, Sloth, he said, "You smell like uh, fish heads." He said, "You smell like phys ed. I didn't know that. That line was actually phys ed. Oh, I always thought it was fish heads too. See, hmm. you smell like phys ed. Maybe they changed that for the back of this. Are right, any other Any ones you identify with that that really? Um, how about the altered beast guy? He gets ripped and turns into a. Uh, to a to an animal? No. Is that a furry fantasy? Probably. Probably more furry fantasy? Probably more of a furry fantasy. With that. You never got into that stuff, the furry stuff? Not really. Not really? No. Do you ever identify with Mario or Luigi? I identify with Luigi a little bit.
1: No, that's one of the funny things. I, I, I feel like I, I don't identify with either of them. I love Luigi them. But as far as video game characters, two Italian plumbers are about as far from identif- me identifying with anything hey, as, as can
2: be. They're not mafiosa, at least. They're hard-working, blue-collared guys. Uh, Luigi I always like because I go back to this. My sister never let me play first player right. in Super Mario Bros. Like, Your sister yeah. is slightly older than you? Four years older, so she'd the crap like, out of me. you know. 12-year-old girl versus an 8-year-old boy. Yeah, you're getting your ass kicked. I got threatened. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Love my sister, but she would threaten to beat me up quite often. I, I very rare when she actually. Very rare to correct. It was correct. a
1: four-year age difference between me and my brother. Too. That's
2: huge when you're a kid. That's like yeah. you can't out-muscle. can't three un-muscle. and a half,
1: technically. But, you can't so.
2: muscle that. We were never in high school together. Two years is hard to out-muscle. Let well, no, alone yeah. four years, you're done. That's yeah. like five weight classes yeah. when you're a kid. But uh, my sister would never let me play first, which is funny because it, it was my NES. It was mine. Let me play first. So I would kind of identify with Luigi. That's why I have a love for Luigi, because of that. Just because of that alone. I was like, okay. We're kind of the underdogs. We're, we're not... Luigi doesn't get the credit they deserve. Or he deserves, you know, versus Mario. Mario gets all the credit for saving the princess. Luigi helped. Luigi sometimes... He, he pitches in. Come on. No credit there. How about uh, I thought about uh, uh, Ryu Hayabusa, but my, my but you know I never avenged my uh, family member's death and traveled to to America. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I don't think, I don't I think you've ever done any I of that. I don't think I've ever done that. I can't identify. I can't identify with that uh, too much. Is that it? Is there anyone else you identify? I mean, are there no children characters like the the, the kid from uh, Monster Party, or you ever swung a bat and beat up you know, a giant Venus flytrap? <laughs> When I was a kid, I always thought that the uh, – it's funny that you bring it up because I always
1: Duh. thought about it with Mikey from um, – or uh, not Mikey. What's the what's the fucking character's na- – it is Mikey, the ki- character's name from um, uh, Star Tropics. But oh, yeah. uh, I always wanted to use a yo-yo as a weapon as a kid you think
2: there's a connection to that in the Goonies game? Uh,
1: no, I don't think there is. Okay. I'm just saying, I, yo-yos being used as weapons is not entirely uncommon in video games, and I feel
2: like it would be fun. Was, was Goonies the first one, though, that did it? Maybe. Sorry. Yo-yos as weapons. Mike Jones. Mike Jones for Smash. Why didn't he show up in Smash? Mike Jones out said it as Mikey. Everyone wanted
1: him to be in Smash,
2: or but... he's having like an assist character. Is he an assist no, character? Uh,
1: Nintendo never talks. They about never talk Star about Star about... Tropics. <laughs> yeah, why not? I wonder. Too weird. Well, I mean, f- I, I, my understanding is, and I don't think this is just an, uh, Star Tropics was created specifically for the U.S. audience. Oh I see. I don't think StarTropics or StarTropics 2 actually have Famicom releases,
2: so it doesn't make any sense. Or if they did, it was after they were
1: released in the
2: US. Good point, Ian. That's right because it was it was a late those StarTropics 2 was a very late NES release.
1: Very late. I remember yeah. StarTropics 2 specifically because it was um they they the ads bundled it. I don't think it was actually bundled, but the ads advertisements bundled it with the top loading NES. Yes, like that's how late it. That's how late it was.
2: 93, 94. Yeah, you're talking end of the line. That's always the one that they have. Toys R Us. Ten years later, they had it sealed for sale. They had stacks of them. They had tons of them for like five, ten bucks. Yeah. Then. All right, Ian. Yeah, we got uh we got voicemails. We do. You go to anchor.fm FM slash to see a podcast, and you can leave us a, a message. Here's the first one.
1: Hey, bros. It's your boy, little Robitussin. It's been a year, probably. I don't know when you started doing this stuff, Um, but hope you're doing well. Yeah. My question's for, uh, both of you, but probably more Ian. I'm just wondering what, uh, type of the devil's lettuce you guys like to partake in. Um, something tells me Ian likes edibles and Pat is one of those lucid people. I, uh, Read about just you know high on life, but yeah, thanks for the question. Hope you're doing well. Uh, go,
2: Amico. <laughs> the uh, devil's what is it? Devil's lettuce? Devil's lettuce. I, I never heard that term before. Really? Is, that, is that an old timey term? It's
1: common. Uh, in terms of, I, I do prefer edibles. Uh, I prefer edibles. I think I talk, I talk about this a lot. I prefer edibles. Um, I take low dose ones for anxiety. I'm usually on some some dosage of THC throughout the day in terms of smoking. I don't generally smoke unless it's at night. Uh, vaping always makes me feel extremely, extremely tired more so than normal. So when I do really? smoke, I usually just smoke the greens.
2: I've only uh, smoked uh, marijuana once twice. If you, if you, if you count the, the CBD THC combo at that party, uh, And then I, I love the CBD gummies. I love them. Are great for. I, I recommend CBD um, ointment for joints. Like the, the anti-inflammation stuff is fantastic, the effects. Uh, you know, it makes you feel better. But the CBD gummies, if you have any anxiety at all, it's hard to fall asleep, I, I recommend. Going on Groupon, you can buy the gummies on good old Groupon. That's where I get mine, and you get a good deal on it.
0: Hey, Pat Neiden, this is John out of Houston, Texas. I was just watching those latest video game years on YouTube. And Pat was talking about how ridiculously hard the Rygar game on NES is. Um, that was actually one of the first games that I've ever beaten in my life. When, back when I was like six or seven. I was wondering if either of you guys had a game that's considered incredibly hard that y'all found easy back.
2: Found easy back then.
1: Uh, no, because I've always been bad at video games. Always and forever.
2: Um, I was good at Mike Tyson's punch-out, but I had a rougher time beating uh, Mike Tyson back then. Like now I can do it consistently. Back then, I couldn't. Well, uh, I,
1: we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast started, though. Contra for both of us. I'm not... I, I've never bothered to go through with a one death run, but I can beat the game without continues. I can do it in, like, three lives. We were talking about that because it, it, it always ends up at the top of, like, hardest game lists, but I think more than most difficult games. Contra is actually really easy to train yourself on being able to run through because it's very, very much pattern recognition.
2: Yeah, some enemies will show up certain spots, yeah, for sure. It, it, um, um... Ninja Gaiden, same thing, but Ninja Gaiden has the respawning enemy, so you got to like tear through. The that respawning different. is a little bit more tricky to work with yeah. than
1: Ninja Gaiden.
2: Um, it's weird. I've gotten better at a lot. I've gotten better at a lot of games as I've gotten older. My reflexes have gotten either better or maybe I'm more calmer. But like, I couldn't do a no death run of Contra when I was a kid. No way. I could beat it without the thirty life code, but I couldn't do a no death run. I couldn't. Right, but
1: um, I mean, just even, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying we have to beat Masters Head. Being able to beat Contra with no continues oh, as a kid yeah.
2: is 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 certainly, I, that's not something that I, everyone was doing. I can guarantee you, I, I can probably beat, I never beat the final boss in Rygar. I can probably guarantee I can do it now. I can probably be better doing it. Plus, probably I can break it up into sessions. That's probably that's mm-hmm. probably the reason why it's too, like, the, you know, we didn't have emulation. Like, Rygar, you had to play that all the way through. And yeah, you have people that can speed run these games in 20 minutes some fucking how. But when you're a kid, it's like two and a half hours figuring out where to go and you know what to do when it comes to that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I, my 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 game playing hasn't varied too far one way or the other. I think since I was a kid. Let me shut that email off. It's been it's been fairly consistent my skills and reflexes. But I have gotten better at some. I might have gotten worse at Ninja Gaiden. That's the one I I might have gotten worse and because that one I I would like borrow, I think, from Kevin and rent, and I would just play just that game for, like, you know, 48 hours. And I would just, like, drill myself to get good at it. And some of those games, you have to do that. You have to, like, almost, like, become like a speedrunner to get through some of those... Right. uh, Some of those games. Right. next one here.
1: Hey, Pat Ian. This is Josh, and I've been having a stressful few weeks, so I was wondering what you guys like to do to de-stress. Love the podcast, keep it up, and it's... A bright spot to look forward to every week.
2: Thanks, guys. Thanks. What are you doing for distressing?
1: Well, sorry to hear you're stressed. When I'm at my most stressed, I want to cook. I come up with uh, something I want to make. The more courses, the better. Something to keep me in the kitchen occupied all day. And then I have a bunch of food afterwards to eat. Um, And that's always helped for me. It's one of the First things I turn to when I need to calm down is uh is cooking, so cooking might not do it for everyone, but definitely think of a hobby that keeps you busy. Um, I say that specifically because sometimes when you're feeling real down depending on how your focus is video games won't do it you 'll get distracted really easily or reading won't do it because you'll get distracted, so try to do something that you know is going to get you up and moving, whether it's cooking or working out or going and playing a pickup game of basketball or just going for a hike. Do something that requires movement because by moving, you're already doing something, and I think that that helps your focus. It's it's harder to get unfocused on something that you're doing that is physical as opposed to very passive like a movie or a video game or a book.
2: Sure. Yoga is good because it combines movement and meditation. It is meditation. Focus on your breathing. I don't meditate as much. I mean, yoga counts, but I don't do it as much as I should. I should be doing yoga like twice, three times a week. I only do like once a week for the most part.
1: Meditation does work pretty well. down here from Ireland, but living in Texas. Uh, my question is for both of you, and it's to do with how you subconsciously think about the relative quality of games from a certain generation, even if you haven't necessarily played them or only played them a little. You know, Pat having ranked every game from three different consoles from one to five,
0: and Ian having helped out on the book and also, you know, working in a game drop for many years can you guys look at a game from a, a generation, you know, PS2, PS3, whatever, and kind of say, that's probably a four star game or a two star game or one star game. Even if you haven't nearly necessarily played it just from generally knowing about games and, and their relative quality.
2: That's a good question. So, so I do think
1: it, it is a good question. And I do think as you start to review stuff, So basically, he wants to know if like it, you ever get to the point with reviewing games where you can kind of look at a game that you know about, but have never played and assign a review to it. Um, and it's weird to say but yes i do think you start to kind of have a rough idea of where a game falls you need to play it but i think it's pretty easy to look at a game go and be like i bet you this is going to end up based on what people have said something if you've never played super if you've never played super metroid before and you're going into it on the super nintendo you have a rough idea of where that game is probably going to fall on a rating scale sure it's impossible to not
2: but, but I think is he if talking about, got, if he's talking about more about if you've never heard of the game before.
1: No, he said if you've never played it before, but you know about okay, it. Okay, well,
2: that's different. How do you, but how do you get rid of that bias? You know it's, a, it's an, one of the best games on the, on, the, on the console. I don't know that we ever really do. I don't oh, think sure. anyone
1: gets rid of that bias.
2: Yeah, but there's plenty of games for the on the books that, like, I never played before or heard of some of these Super Nintendo games when I played them. And I'm like, okay. I, I, you have to, though, have experience with games on the console, though, to have some – some you have to have, like, a standard you have to know, like, okay, based upon my experience, this game is above average, this one's below average, this one is, is average. And you base it on, you're always comparing. It. A rating is comparison to something else. It's just, you can't, it can't exist on its own. It has to be in comparison to something else. So that's how you go into these uh, sort of projects. is where, yeah, you played some of these games before, but it's almost like you're recomparing, especially for, for the genre, against other ones you've already done or similar ones. And that's basically how it's done. That's how it works with movies as well. You're always comparing against, the, you know, sort of the predecessors in the, in the, in the, uh, ones that are out at, at the time.
0: Hey guys, Chris Taliaferro here from beautiful Maple Shade, New Jersey. Thursday. I've got two statements for Ian and a statement what? and a question for Pat. I will statements. be quick. Ian Streets of Rage 4 is absolutely amazing. You're hundred percent right. Game slaps. That's it. Uh, second statement Ian. you saying Brad versus Melody no Items Final Destination in a Hey Dude fight was the funniest thing I've heard in a while. I'm I got a where? stomach cramp and I had to lay down on the ground because I'm old. Pat, uh, you're absolutely wrong about Mega Man. That's my statement. Oh, eat sorry, me, Chris. But here's my question for you. What's your favorite New Jersey hot dog spot? Mine are <sighs> Moondog Grill in Moorestown, New Jersey, Ooh, not that far from me, and Ruts Hut in Clifton. Thanks, big fan.
2: I don't have any hot dog spots. I was Why? Never... I'm not a hot dog person. That's God
0: a... damn it. God
1: damn it.
2: Not a hot dog person. No, it always made me sick when I was a kid. I never went to any gourmet hot dog spots. I never did it. I'm more of a burger guy than that. I feel like Jersey people gotta have a hot dog spot. Hey, well, there's a lot of them. it's
1: Tyler from Florida again. Not a lie, but... Just calling to ask, do you guys enjoy stand-up comedy? And if you do, Who are some of your favorite comics? Personally, mine is George Carlin. Always love going back and see and listening to his crazy uh, (laughs) takes on our budget. Anyway, hope you guys have a wonderful day. Take care.
2: crazy takes on our budget. I got to watch that one.
1: I've always enjoyed George Carlin. Um, Seen a lot of George Carlin. Haven't in recent times. I also used to like uh, and probably still do really like Louis Black. Um, but in general, no, I I don't really stay up on stand up comedy. Um, I've never. It's not that I don't like any of it, but I don't follow it. It's always something that I end up seeing if I'm at like someone else's house and they throw it on in the background. Sure, but like I said, Lewis Black, I, I I really enjoyed Lewis. Uh, I really enjoy Lewis Black uh, and some of his older stand up specials. And uh, yeah, Carlin was
2: was was very poignant. Yeah, some of the stuff was corny that Carlin did, but a lot of it was good. Um I, I like stand up comedy a lot in person. It's a totally different person, just probably like seeing live music. It's a totally different experience. Uh the atmosphere and the vibe. Um Oh yeah. And I, I like I like Doug Stanhope. I like Doug Stanhope? Yeah. I have seen
1: I've seen Stanhope live. I hung uh, out with Stanhope. You hung
2: out with Doug Stanhope? <laughs> drugs uh, with Doug Stanhope. You, okay. that that tracks. <laughs> is he clean now? I hope Doug's clean by now. <clears throat> Doug Stanhope. Um I, I um Brian Regan is one of those comedians that never got a tv show or a bunch of like a bunch of like famous specials you won't see one that was but brian Regan's one of the was one of the funniest guys uh ever totally clean comic um could appeal to appeal one of those appealed to everyone and it was one of those comics that like other comics loved even like dirty ones who loved. is this brian Regan.
1: So, oh i think i've heard of him before yeah. i've seen
2: him live a couple times uh super hysterical He's 63. Wow. Yeah, you know, I saw I probably saw him live like fifteen years ago in Jersey. And um like kind of goofy. Uh Bill Burr's funny. I'm trying to look at a list of current ones. Uh Gaffigan's hysterical. I've seen Gaffigan live here. Um, let's see. Never got into uh, Seinfeld's really good. I just never never got into him. His his obviously very clever, obviously. Um let's look at some other uh Chappelle's good. I've seen Chappelle live. Um I saw John Stewart live. Uh, it was weird because it was right before Daily Show blew up. Uh, oh, nice. I saw him. And he he's not, he's obviously funny, but like he's not a traditional stand up sort of uh, comedian. Obviously, that's not his bread. It wasn't his bread and butter. Right. But it was fine, obviously. So, yeah, check out some live comedy. Like, that, I hope that comes back. It's very important, uh, live comedy. I'll do a few more here.
0: Hey, Pat and Ian. This is Clay. Uh, My question for Ian was, what's your turntable setup look like? Uh, Your turntable, your speakers, your amps, stuff like that. And uh, Pat, would you ever be interested in starting a record collection?
2: It's quite addicting once you get going. No. I don't know if I recommend it. No
0: more collections. Uh, Thanks, guys.
2: (laughs) No more collections. Yeah,
1: Pat doesn't need any more collections. Uh, My turntable setup is actually not like the most ideal for listening, um, I have two Technic twelve hundred M three Ds. I had them for I bought them for DJing in ninety nine. There's my second set of turntables, maybe two thousand. Um, and I mean, they're rock solid turntables. They will never break down on me. They've been through hell and back, but they don't have like some of the nicer modern like ni- I wouldn't say modern because not all these features are modern. They don't have some of the nicer features that a listening turntable has. It doesn't have like the um, auto stop and stuff like that.
2: What's the auto stop? What do you so mean?
1: like when it gets to the end of the record, it lifts up oh. and moves back.
2: Is that a newer invention? No, it's in not. It,
1: it, but it's it, it's definitely not something you'd find on a manual DJ turntable because there's no need for oh, it. Oh, that makes sense. So I don't have some of those nicer, more convenient things. Um, yeah.
2: Bonjour à vous, Pat and Ian. Look. This is Stephen from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, my question is, what is your favorite road rash game? Thanks. <laughs> Love the show. I don't have a lot of road rash experience. I'm trying to think uh, which ones I've actually played. Um, They kind of just blend together in my head. They're all very fun. I have Um,
1: a, um, excuse me. I think two and three are probably objectively better games, but I, I have a, I, I I have a soft spot for the first
2: uh, road rash. I really like it. Where's that first road rash on your body? Ian? is it in a delicate area? It's on my butt.
0: How's it going, Pat, Ian? This is
2: Brandon from Northwest Arkansas. Just wondering what your favorite special edition console
0: is. Mine's the Halo Edition Original Xbox. Peace. Oh, that green. The journey. That green one. Um,
1: mine is actually one that I own, so I'm very happy about that. It's the uh, Pokemon Center uh, Pikachu uh, exclusive Game Boy Light from Japan. And
2: I. Have oh, that. is that the
1: silverish one? Is it silver? Nope. No, it's gold. It's uh, the hell. It's the Game Boy Light. It's yellow. Oh, okay. It's yellow. It's, it's got, got the Light. the indiglo backlight. Yeah, we
2: didn't get the lights. It's got, it's got Pikachu on it. Why did not we get the lights over here? I don't know. Because, I guess they were they were already done with the Game Boy. Was wanted to just do the color. Maybe that's why here. They would not want to milk it anymore for for some reason. Um, my favorite special edition. I never owned any when I was a kid. Um, let's see, colored N sixty fours are cute. I, I like the Pikachu in '64. I think it's cute. I think it's cute. I think it's cute. The little, the, I think the little, the little, little foot reset's cute. I think it's adorable. Can't leave out the
1: Hella Kitty Dreamcast. I really like that one too. Oh, okay. Pink and blue. They have pink and blue ones. I like. I, pink and blue are like my two favorite colors. But if I had to pick, probably go with the pink one.
2: How about the Coca Cola red Game Gear? How about that? one? it's hard to find. Me. You don't like that one? You like the you like the black uh, sports Dreamcast or no? It's kind of. Yeah. No,
1: I don't actually. Just... I don't like it at all.
2: I've got a box. Where I think I found out the swap meet at uh, once. Um, Black I... consoles are boring to me. Let's see. Nintendo stayed away from them until the N sixty four. They did like several colors. Uh, then obviously the handhelds they've done they do a bunch of them. Uh, and then with the Switch, they excuse me, with with the Switch, it's more about the um, the Joy Cons versus anything else. Yeah, you have like the etched some of them, but yeah, the N sixty four was sort of like the highlight for them. For, for them doing that, for milking it. They had to, because that didn't do so well. Yeah, GameCube only had... um, What did GameCube have for different colors? It had... so
1: black, there's, there's black, silver, silver purple. Um, e, uh, Japan got the Spice one.
2: Spice? Is that orangey?
1: Yeah, we got the controller. We didn't get the okay. system.
2: So there's like four or five of them. Okay.
1: Uh, and then there was the XD Gale of Darkness one. That was just a purple one. There was a Tales of Symphonia one that I think was mint green, and I have to look that
2: up. And then for the Switch, you had only like a like a handful, right? That's the first Switch. I mean, for uh, Wii, Wii, you had like a handful, right? You, you had light blue, red, black, and white. There wasn't a gold one. There was a gold one
1: we talked about that was made for the Queen, but that was oh,
2: yeah. that, why do I think why I think there was a gold one? It was yeah, the red crappy one that. And then there was the out. mini.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: All right. We got uh, we got one more here. Someone going to be checking in with us.
0: Hey, fellas. What's good?
1: It's Tommy heading out to Salt Lake on the tour bus. Pretty crazy in here. You know how the rock star life is. I was just in the back lounge where Miyamoto-san was hanging out. And he goes, hey, Tommy, I got something you just got to try. And I'm like, what? And he's like,
2: pot. You know, Marijuana.
1: I'm like, I don't know. That's what Ian does. I don't want to be like him. But then he starts doing the whole, "What are you chicken?" Perk, 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 perk. I'm like, oh wait, wait. I know the comeback
2: for this. But then I took a hit of this shit. And I just completely fucking forgot. And he's like, bro, real talk. How did you get that many people to
1: pre-order that thing? And I said, dude, I don't. I don't know.
2: I was like. You want to play pong with your kids in the year twenty twenty one? You got it. That'll be two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> Woo! Look out, Salt Lake, coming in hot. Boom! <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tom, Tommy's having fun on the yeah. tour
1: bus. Good. Good. Thanks for checking in, Tom. Tom.
2: Uh, all right. Is that it for the Sea Podcast? That's it. It's a strange one. I got distracted by that fucking beast of a fucking truck outside. You getting distracted? Distracted me? Yeah.
1: And I got about a thousand texts alerting me to some sort of delivery that was happening at my yeah, house. Yeah, you were looking at your phone for like 10 minutes during one of the segments. I they like, they just kept like? fucking calling. I was like, just leave it at the door. So hopefully whatever package I was getting delivered is there. So I didn't want to stop the podcast. It's like an
2: appliance, is it? Or a TV? No. No. All right, we're done. We're out of here. We'll see you later.